ride a ride. We're here with Mame and Mom. Yes. Hi, Mom. Where did you ever, ever come from? You're my mom, so I came from you. Yeah, that is true. That's true. This backhanded compliment changed your whole life. Mame out, man. So who's Mame? Grandma Mame, but also me. But also you. Also, you're so philosophical. What? What? (laughs) (laughs) Everyone is Mame. Everyone's got a little bit of Mame, I think, in there. That would be funny. That, you know how they have, they talk about Karen, put poor Karen, I don't even know who she is, but they pick on her. Now we could actually make it a Mame. Like people that are really fun, (laughs) we could call it, let's start it. We can start. It's like the opposite of Karen. (laughs) We can start a Mame. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. We're doing it as of today. A meme is a thing. For now on, when you just talk to friends, be like, hey, you're such a meme. <laughs> is that narcissistic? <laughs> well, I mean, that is true. I think true. it's a little narcissistic if I say that to people. <laughs> well, we won't go there. You are the youngest child, so that's okay. You can be that child. Absolutely. Valid, valid. So the name of our, I, of our blah, 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 blah. The name of our blah, blah, blah is Mame and Mom. Mame and Mom. I love that. And it really touches my heart. It really, really yeah. does, Em. Because, I mean, honestly, we named mm-hmm. you after Grandma Mame, and she was just like you. You know, just having fun, having lots of friends. People come over the house. They always feel comfortable. Just... Just like you, Emily. So I think that's kind of cool. And she was the Vegas ham, very much like you. And she would love this attention right now, having a podcast, we'll call it, after kind of her, if it says if her name's in it. Oh, my God, she would love that. She'd be jumping for joy right now. And I mean that. She'd be jumping for joy if she knew that we had this podcast. She'd be... She'd be... <laughs> she'd be maiming out. <laughs> she'd be maiming out. Oh, my God. And we really have to do this. This is so funny. <laughs> you know what's funny about the name, though, that I, always makes me laugh is that Mame is also like maiming someone, right? I, I never know. <laughs> Sometimes I just explain it to people that way just to see what they say. <laughs> so maybe if we say maiming you, maybe that's not a good thing. Maybe not. But Serial know, killer stuff. People use the words. People say like sick when they mean something's cool. So I don't know. So, um, yeah, mom is currently in her kitchen i am i am and where are you i'm in my office next to my night have you seen my night <laughs> your night it's like a four point four and a half foot tall actual night like metal it has a shield where'd you get that the thrift store oh my god that's a riot i can't believe you found that that's cool yeah it's amazing fred almost didn't let me get it and i said no we're getting this that fits hey listen you know a lot of times i'll tell people that you're a comedian which obviously on this show yeah you are but you know comedian by night how about by day la 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 oh well this is a fun question if you didn't know me what would you guess that i do for work comedian or maybe i don't know how would i describe you (laughs) i would think you're like a bartender or a hairdresser or a waitress somebody that is out there like talking to people all the time that's what I would think okay what are your do you ask your friends that yeah I get well I ask people that all the time actually I it's a fun game that I like to play when I'm out is I just ask strangers what they think I do for work yeah usually I get HR or nurse HR I know what (laughs) someone guessed horse trainer recently and like I don't know what that says about me I'm not sure (laughs) all the respect to horse trainers out there I just feel like having someone be that that be their first guess i don't know yeah but actually i'm a software engineer no way software what is that what's a software engineer i don't really know oh that's good (laughs) 
just kidding. I we build websites. Okay. So you go into websites and do what do you do with them? I don't go into them. I build them. Oh, you build a website. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's like over my head. Where did you ever come from? I swear to God, I could never do something like that. Where did you ever, ever come from? You're my mom. So I came from you. Yeah, that is true. That's true. But I don't know where you got that stuff from because, I mean, it's it's awesome. I think it's great. I think, I don't know, having that type of mind, I just I, I just can't even understand it. Sometimes I'll talk to you about what you do for work and I don't get it. So I just make believe I do and smile. That explains a lot. So someone like you, I just, oh, I just, I admire what you can do so much. I don't know. I, uh, I have good days and bad days with it because it gets really old after a while being in a field that no one ever expects you'll be in it. <laughs> Every time I tell someone what I do for work, they always react the same way. Yeah. Yeah. They're always like completely shocked. They're like, oh my God, what? You? But oftentimes I'll be with like one of my guy friends and they'll get asked the same question and they'll be like, oh yeah. So it definitely gets old after a while, but... I do love to do it because I get to do puzzles and math all the time. Full disclaimer, my mom said before the episode that people won't necessarily be interested in <laughs> you talking about the engineering part. She said people will get bored. It's about honesty, isn't it, though? That's one thing I learned. <laughs> honesty. No, I mean, <laughs> no, I shouldn't have said it like that. I think, well, we talked about talking about the imposter syndrome, and I think people can definitely relate to that. I can def I definitely think that people would be interested in learning about what it feels like to be an engineer. But I think I'm speaking for myself. That goes over my head. Completely goes over my head. So if you're gonna really talk about the nitty nitty gritties, forget it. It would never work with me. Maybe other people, but No, I never talk about the nitty gritty on purpose. I know I'm just kidding. I know it's boring. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> okay. I tried to start a math club at my engineering company and everyone said no. That's, oh my god, that's too funny. <laughs> so like even they think it's boring. I yeah. don't, but that's okay. But the imposter syndrome I think everyone in the world feels though. Tell me what what does that mean? Some people I mean we hear that all over the radio, the TV, books and all this stuff, but what does that really mean? I just think anything that you do, you never feel like you're actually like like for instance, becoming an adult, right? Like you go from being a kid and when you're a kid, you see adults and you're like, "Wow, when I become an adult, it's going to be so different." And I'm going to be such a different person and I'm going to be able to do this and that. And I'm going to just feel so different. And then you become an adult and you're like, I still feel like a kid. That is the perfect, perfect analogy. I've never heard it that way, but that's perfect. Yeah. So, I mean, if you don't believe that you're an engineer, I mean, what what goes through your mind? I mean, that that's interesting. Well, I think the biggest thing with overcoming it is being able to ask questions because I think a lot of people, when they have imposter syndrome, don't want to ask questions because if they ask a question, then they'll look stupid and they'll look like they really don't belong. Oh my God, that's so funny. Right on. But the more you don't ask questions, the less you'll learn and the, the less qualified you actually will be. So really, like, I think that's the biggest thing is just asking questions and learning as much as you possibly can. And then from there, hopefully at some point, it goes away, but it might never. I don't know. <laughs> For me, I think it went away a couple of years ago, but not fully. I still, I think just it's it's scary. You don't want to look dumb all the, like I feel that often, which is a little bit different than imposter syndrome. I feel like I'm at the point now where I can accept that I'm a software engineer, but do I actually know what I'm doing? Kinda. But maybe that kinda is healthy because maybe that kinda is about the part of you that wants to learn something else. Yeah, 
Because I think if you if you don't feel any imposter syndrome, then you're really never going to grow. Right. Because you're a know-it-all and you know everything. You don't have to take any classes, none of that stuff. But if you always have that, you're always, mm-hmm. you know, eager to, like you said, learn more things. That's interesting. I never put it that way. Maybe, I don't know. It's kind of fun hanging out with the millennials. You have different ways of looking at things. But I think that's really important because I really do believe that you're correct. I wonder how many people out there that are listening can definitely associate with what you're saying. Hopefully some. <laughs> and if they do, they can maim out too. They can maim out. Oh my God, we're going to go with that. We're doing it. When you do stand-ups, you're going to tell everybody our new word? Maybe. Oh my God, we got over, I don't even know how many views on Facebook. I'm going to put it on there. Ooh. And we'll ask them to use our maiming out <laughs> word. And they will. They're awesome. They're so. good people. Shout out to all the people in the Facebook group. Hello. Shout out, girlfriends. We had so much fun in California. We had a blast. Didn't we? Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. That was, Emily, that was just, you know, it's really funny. Actually, I just hit something on my table and I hope I didn't break. But anyway, I put the table. <laughs> Flimsy is your table. No, you don't want to see it. Actually, I love this table. It's an antique and I redid it, but I just kicked something. Anyway, enough about my table. (laughs) But no, I mean, when I heard you talking about, you know, I'm going to go to California and after I'm done visiting my friend, I'm going to jump in a car and I'm going to drive along the coast and just check out California. By myself, I'm like, no, first of all, mommy comes out, mommy bear comes out. No, you're not. You're not driving yourself I should be saying that to you because now you're gonna be like oh yes I am should be back on route one driving but honestly I thought of that you know being protective but then it's like what an opportunity how many people get that opportunity to spend all that time with your kid and freaking having a blast we had such a good time we had some good times we laughed we (laughs) cried we cried at bars oh my god because we weren't in New Hampshire, we people didn't know us. They didn't know how famous we were with Mam and Moms. Come on. Exactly. We're incognito. So yeah, we did have actually a couple of laughs with some cries. <laughs> we had some cries. And it wasn't even like we were drunk at the bar cries. It was like just we were crying, drinking water. Like that was the type of trip it was. I know. But <laughs> I think what are we blessed or what? Because how many mothers and daughters do you think out there that would love that opportunity to spend a week and just tell either your mother or your daughter how you honestly feel. And I mean, what? how old do you have? <laughs> I don't even want to think about you. I'm 28 years old. But um, there are a lot of things that I'm learning, which I'm glad, I'm, I'm grateful for, but things that you've always wished you could say to me, but you never dare to. But now that, you know, we've spent all this time together and we got closer, you feel comfortable to say these things to me. And that is, I mean, that has been a blessing. That has been yeah, bros now. yeah I, healing for me too. Hopefully healing for you. I mean, we did have a time in a bar that you were just, I, I guarantee you, you were healing. <laughs> I was sobbing, yes. <laughs> you must be all set. Get rid of that posture syndrome at this point. You're all good. It was great. But no, it. but honestly, Emily, don't you agree? Yeah, it was a fantastic trip. And I think going into that trip, the reason I decided on a whim to just drive across California is because I was going through a hard time, pretty depressed, and I really just wasn't feeling inspired either. I wasn't working on any of my projects. I wasn't doing any of the things that I wanted to do. And that's why I decided to go on the trip. And I, but I said it when I told you about it, I wasn't, I was like, I said it like, oh yeah, I'm going to do yeah. this because I wanted to say it out loud so that I would make myself do it. But I probably wouldn't have done it if you didn't come. Really? Also, I'm so glad you did. We had so much fun okay. and 
we almost got tattoos, and I still think we're going to get a tattoo, everyone. So please suggest in the group what we should get, and my mom will have to get it with me. See, I mean, you have to help the audience listen to this, that I am so anti-tattooed. I'm 56 years old. I still don't have one, but I don't know. It's going to be a big deal if I get one because I don't know. But go ahead. I'll make us a logo for our podcast, and you can get that tattooed on your back. I don't know about that. Only if we hit, like, we have to be some seriously (laughs) famous people for me to do that, because I would feel like a complete loser. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, everyone, please listen so that my mom will get a tattoo on her back. Back in 2023, (laughs) look at this tattoo. (laughs) If everyone listens to the podcast enough times, she will get my face tattooed on her. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know about that. On my butt. I think it is already tattooed on my butt. I have stretch marks. What the hell? What are you even talking about? Jeez, I'm proud. I got them too. I never had kids, so no reward. Nah, whatever. It is what it is. It is what it is. How about the trip? Just kind of hanging out, driving the car. That was the best part. I'm so glad we got a convertible. Just driving down Route 1. And you were constantly saying, look at, look at that. Look at that. Oh, my God. The whole thing was, um, and I'm so grateful of that because I never would have done that. And I didn't even get car sick. And normally... Normally, I'm, oh, I get so sick, I don't even like to go anywhere. And I use that mint stuff that your sister gave to me, and it, I think it really helped. Mint oil. And, of course, a convertible. <laughs> so Yeah, there was lots of air. Getting lots of air. <laughs> anyway, let's go back to imposter syndrome. We just kind of got off a tangent. Uh-huh. That's what we do. That's what we do. So do you still, I mean, you said it's not as bad as it used to be, but you go into a meeting with a bunch of people. What is it like for you to be an engineer and, and just kind of feel like you're faking it to make it? So this actually kind of all ties back to the trip that we just took, mm-hmm. though, because I feel like I have two modes. I'm either not necessarily so confident, but kind of. I'm so, I don't let anything get to me. It's kind of what I do when I do stand-up. Nothing could make me upset, nothing at all. I've done roast battles where people say really mean things to my face, and I don't even, that's fine. I'm either like that, or I could get a hangnail and I'll cry. Those are like my two modes. (laughs) Wow. I know. Okay. So, and the difference really is just where I'm at in like a mental health type of perspective. Yeah. And I think that I really needed that reset and I really needed to come back into myself of being, rather than letting things get to me, using all the things that get to me to be stronger and to get, to, to really make, like build that up with mm-hmm. like, into passion. So no, I don't necessarily feel that way when I walk into a room with a bunch of people. But like my first job at Dunkin's, I was a shift leader at 16. And I had to tell people that were like in their 30s and 40s what to do. Yeah. So that doesn't necessarily get to me because I'm used to people just kind of looking at me and being like, who is this girl with dimples that looks like she's five telling us what to do? Um, Yeah. (laughs) And also dyeing my hair blonde didn't help. But yeah. I, I, I don't know. Sometimes sometimes I take it as a challenge. Um, that's what I do now. I didn't used to do this. Like I used to I used to be more meek at yeah. work. It took me a while to get to this point. But I used to uh, what I used to do though more is ask lots of questions, try and learn as much as possible. And I still do that. But I don't let things get to me as much. I feel like I was recently before we took that trip to California and I kind of reset and recentered. And now I feel like I'm back to to being me. Um which is good because it, it's hard when uh, I think it's hard sometimes when you do a lot of work on yourself and then you take a couple steps back and you feel like the work didn't happen. I don't know if you've ever felt that way. Oh, yeah. That work feels like it goes away, but you're always learning. You're always growing. And even if you're having a hard time at a certain given time doesn't mean that any of the progress 
that you made did the goes away. That's easier to say, but when I try and tell my brain that, it doesn't always listen. <laughs> I think you that's awesome that you can do that. And do you know when you're kind of slipping out of your confidence versus slipping into your confidence? Can you can feel it coming on? Yeah. Which actually something interesting just came to my mind when you were saying that you can feel yourself going from one point to the next. I'm almost wondering if a lot of that has to do with energy. Like if you're on, you are on, 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 on. You have all this energy, you believe in yourself, and eventually you're going to burn yourself out. And then you get to a point where you're just like, you're so tired, you don't feel confident, none of that stuff. You just have to rejuvenate. Does that kind of happen with you? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think that happens, especially being a performer and being a person that puts themselves in those types of places so often. It definitely can be exhausting. And I think, but I, yeah, I think it's, it's perfectly healthy to have times where you're not 100%. Absolutely. If you are always 100%, how would you grow? You know, and you're talking about taking a step back. I think that's part of growing. I think it's almost like you look at a little bit of growth, you kind of go forward a little bit and kind of feel the new waters and then take a step back, kind of analyze what's going on and then go forward. I think anyone should kind of take a step back with any type of learning. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes complete sense. Yeah, yeah. But it's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy to do. And I think the past year and a half of being, for anyone that doesn't know, I'm in a long distance relationship where we're waiting for our visa. My fiance is from the UK and he's coming here, but it's a whole process. We've been waiting yeah, a year and a half about. And I think it's been really hard, yeah. but it's been really good for me because I had to grow in lots of ways that I didn't think I could. Well, tell me about those ways. What type of ways are you talking about? I think I used to have a hard time being alone. So what was it like for you when you were alone? What I mean, what was hard about it? I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to put it to words exactly, but I would just get so anxious and just yeah. so like, I think because I, in a way, was so obsessed about being like, I don't know, like if I did a kickflip at, ha- at, ha- at the house and it was really cool and nobody saw it. <laughs> I was like a sixth grade, six-year-old boy was really the only way I could describe that. That's cute. I think it's just like finding that own stuff within yourself that's really important. But it's hard. It's really, it is hard to be alone. It's scary. Do you think, oh my God, am I going to be like this forever? And then your age, I think the the pressure is on, you know, you're 28, you're not married. Oh, do you have a boyfriend? Do you have this? I don't care about that part necessarily. I know, but it's just that, yeah. that not even you don't care about that, but it's like, oh, enough of that. Yeah. You get sick of hearing well, that. Well, I think that's a big thing because most people, when they ask you about your life, like like say you're you're at the hairdresser, you're at somewhere, and people, someone's trying to make conversation. The first thing they're mm-hmm. going to ask you about if you're a woman, to most, mm-hmm. mostly if you're a woman, I feel like people ask men this too, but it's, it's so much more centered around like, oh, are you married? Do you have kids? Like those are the questions that people want to know more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that part definitely does get old. Mm-hmm. It's like, I have other things going on. I have <laughs> no, a dog. And no, and no. Yeah. I mean, come on, Evie. If I, if me and Frau were to have a kid, if one of us were to stay home, he probably would. We've talked about it before. And I think that's different than most people. Sometimes it's hard to relate. I think things have changed a lot, but I get, I get exactly what you're saying. So, yeah, that gets old. I mean, you're not the norm. You're a professional woman who works in engineering, who does comedy at night, who has imposter syndrome sometimes, but when rested appropriately, <laughs> feeling confident. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I know for me, I need to have a certain amount of sleep. And without that, oh, my God. Just, I don't know, you get weepy if you don't have enough sleep. Valid. <laughs> Not even just sleep, though. It's like, 
I do burn myself out a lot. Mm-hmm. But I think the imposter syndrome happens more for me in stand-up than it has in engineering in a long time. Oh, you mean right now you're feeling imposter syndrome with your comedy? Oh, yeah. I feel it all the time. How? What it, What happens? I, I don't know. I'll often be in rooms with people that I know are doing more shows than me, are doing like so much more things, and I'll... I'll just like forget about all the cool stuff that I've done. I'll be like, oh, like what am what am I? Why why I deserve to be here? Like what? That's definitely a thing. Well, that's a big, very competitive. Extremely big, yeah. That must be so competitive, and a little bit of backstabbing too. I mean, I'm sure it's like, an, oh, yeah. yeah, that's hard because that's not you. I know. So it must be hard when you don't play the game. You know, they're all playing that game and you and I know you, you will not play that game. So no, I think at the end of the day, though, people know that. And at the end of the day, I think you'll win, whether it's doing well or not. But for you, you couldn't do it the unethical way. Yeah, I think I my first year or two, I got taken advantage of a lot. Yeah, because I'm way too nice for comedy. That's just facts. But I think it's helped me grow backbone. Oh, yeah. I mean, how many people could stand up there and... I don't know, maybe having an off night, not feeling as confident as you normally would. So, which really sucks because when you're feeling like that, you, for me, I can imagine you forget of half of what you were supposed to be saying. And then one person is being negative. And so to get out get through that, wow. Yeah. And I think that honestly goes back to what I was saying before about the fact that I don't really get imposter syndrome anymore. And I think that's the reason why it's because like I've, I've dealt with so much that nothing can hurt. I feel like nothing like that can hurt me. It takes a lot to hurt my feelings. It, it'd be different if you were to say to me, hey, Emily, I think that your comedy sucks. Or like my sister or my like someone, <laughs> that would hurt. But a stranger saying something to me or not thinking I'm an engineer or whatever, it's it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not easy to get to that point, though. Yeah. For me, it's taken five years of getting heckled on a stage to get to that point. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like you have imposter syndrome? Oh, God. I always did. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I still kind of do. I mean, I own three dogs and two cats, and I'm just like, I I know people think I'm awesome because of it. So I just, you know, I don't think I am. I like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> did anybody catch it's that? Like, do I actually have three dogs? I think I have two. I don't know. I, know. I have I'm, three. You have one. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about me? No, I'm just kidding. No, I think absolutely. When I had like radio shows and things like that, people like, oh my God, you have a radio show? Yeah. And you feel, I don't know, just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I get what you're saying. At, you know, even even yeah. doing this podcast, it's like, should I be doing this podcast? I'm no better than anybody else. Why do I think that I have the right to do this podcast and why do I think people are going to listen to it and who am I? You've done the coolest things ever. I talk about you all the time. But but that's what I mean, though. I think everyone has it's just I think it's natural. And I mm-hmm. think someone who thinks that they're eating a bag of chips, I'd be kind of I wouldn't want to listen to them. Yeah, that's valid. Yeah. You want to listen to the real deal, the real person. Even I don't know you you you're starting some um some videos of teaching I don't even know I don't even understand what you're teaching but something to do with engineering so are you going to talk about that in there and if people understand that you're just human don't you think that they would listen to you more than this know-it-all 
Absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's actually something I've been wanting to do for honestly like 10 years was, is make that YouTube channel because I, I love teaching so much. I love teaching math. I love teaching. The stuff I'm teaching is, is coding, engineering stuff. What I want from it is not only to teach people, but for people to see that like a woman can do it. And also for other women, if they're trying to learn, find videos that I have that I've shared that they're like oh other women also can do this too that's awesome like seeing yourself in in a role is so important like seeing someone that looks like you yeah wow that's that's awesome Emma. I'm so proud of you I'm proud of you <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> but really I'm proud of you well wait one more question have you ever felt like you have had imposter syndrome and you overcame it oh my goodness yeah I think I did I, I overcame it it's I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I ever overcame it. I guess I have. I'm just talking about the radio yeah. shows. You know, I was a substance abuse counselor, mental health clinician. I think through a lot of that, I had the imposter syndrome or, or not that I know I knew what I was doing, but I was just so afraid of not being good enough. So I would mm -hmm. overcompensate and work twice the mm -hmm. amount of your average person would and just sound familiar. She's yep. shaking her head. Yeah, I get it. But yeah, just I tend to work harder than most people, which was dumb because then you burn yourself out and then you feel la 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 la. So that's what happened. So I don't know if I call it dumb though, because yeah, you don't want to burn yourself out. However, you are going to get where you want to get. I feel like everything that you've set out that you wanted to do, you'll do it. Like, and that's something that I admire about you more than anything is like, if you have an idea, it's going to happen. Oh, absolutely. And that I think is maybe what imposter syndrome can do for you even yep. though yeah of course you don't want to burn out but I think I think that's one thing with like women in engineering specifically though is it it always feels like you have to work so much harder so that people when you walk into a meeting and they ask you a question you know the answer so that you can like prove to all womenhood everywhere that we can do it too which is that healthy maybe not but I don't know it also does definitely benefit you in the long run of like going places and doing like achieving your goals of course, you don't want to burn yourself out. And it's not really like good advice to feel like you have to be perfect all the time because that's not necessarily fun. Um, but I do just think that having imposter syndrome does lead you to ask those questions and it leads you to just learn and grow as a person. So absolutely. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Can't imagine. I don't, I, I don't know. Like I said, if someone says that they have all of the confidence in the world and blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, that's a bunch of bullcrap. So I'd rather be around people that are honest because it makes you feel better about yourself because we're only human. You know, we all make mistakes or we're not. Maybe I couldn't do math, but I could write a thesis. So, I mean, yeah, I couldn't write a good thesis, but I could write one. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we all have our strengths and weaknesses, and that's how it all works. But uh, I don't know. Go through that imposter syndrome I like how you started with, you know, parents. They don't know what the hell they're doing. Like, I know what I'm doing. Go to your room. Oh, should I have said that? <laughs> now we're finding, you know, the baby's crying out. Oh, my God, that killed their confidence because mom's not there. Now they have all these attachment issues because we told them to cry it out, you know. So, I mean, no one really knows what they're doing. You just go for it and do the best you possibly can. Yeah, and I think having conversations like these is what helps people overcome it because, when you have imposter syndrome and when you're feeling that way, it feels so lonely. You feel like you're the only person in the world that could possibly feel this way. You feel like everyone else has their, like, whatever. Like, everyone else knows what they're doing except you. And if you talk about it with your friends, there's almost definitely 
feeling the same way. It's really about helping other people. At the end of the day, obviously you need to be happy within because that, I don't know, you can't do it. You can't help others unless you help yourself, but. True. It's all about finding that group of people though, that you can confide in and that you can talk about things with. If they're good enough friends or they feel comfortable enough with you as a friend to open up. Mm -hmm. That's like, I'll never forget. And when I got that phone call from you, when you started school, oh my God, mom, I found my people. Remember that phone call? Mm-hmm. I found my people because they all got you and you got them and it felt comfortable for you. That's so cool. If I could, if I could ask for anyone, for anything for anyone, it would be, you know what? You need to find your people. If you find your people, you're good, right? Find yeah. Your out. And you're my little people. My little, little people. Find your people. Name <laughs> out, man. Oh my God. I'm going to so do that. Everyone that's listening, say that. Name out. Be really cool because you'll be one of the first cool people, right? Uh huh. Yep. So anyway, well, thank you all for listening to Mame and Mom. And guess who Mame is? It's probably me. I don't know. It could be you. Yeah, and I'll be. (laughs) And it could be. Or hey, are you expecting? Maybe there's something you're supposed to be telling me if you're a mom. Anyway, you are a mom to my grand dog. She's so cute, my little Evie. Yeah, she's right behind me. Mm -hmm. So, all right, well, I love you. I love you.